What's going on, everybody? It is Thursday, February 17th, and you have found the Pinwheels and Ivy podcast. I am your host, Matt Swaski, a.k.a. Southside Zoe, a.k.a. Father Zoe. I got a lot of a.k.a.s, Alex. And then <laughs> with me, as always, Mr. Aldo Soto. Guys, we're getting pretty close to, uh, we're just going to have to start another MLB The Show League. That's the only baseball we're going to have. Oh, he's doing uh, <laughs> quiet segues. And uh, the good Reverend K. Fitz. Uh, Aldo's out here brainstorming already. Last year, last week, we we, crea- uh, we, we really uh, created a brand new film, a uh, Netflix film. This week, we're going to create a new uh, op- uh, option for baseball without baseball, uh, digital baseball. Really. Uh, Aldo's really on it. We, we're fixing the world one gigabyte at a time and if you're watching us live which you should be every wednesday night on every major platform you do notice that the show did get a little handsome this week i don't really agree with the decor but he does and i know my co-hosts do but joining us this week we are very very honored to have um, mr alex healy um you can find him at the standing room podcast standing room only podcast and we'll give you that twitter we'll tweet that out as well or at the healy six on both uh twitch and twitter uh he is a very accomplished streamer of mlb the show he's an official partner of mlb he's been on mlb's network featured big dog i see you up there i see that pin tweet um but yeah you having me on oh thank you alex Uh, i was saying before the show um a big fan of the game, the show. I played a lot. I watched a lot of your videos. I think you've single-handedly taught me how to hit. You didn't even know that until right now, so I appreciate those. I'm sure those tutorial videos are in the balls to make, but <laughs> thank you for doing that. Um, so we have Alex on the show. We're going to talk, obviously, if you can see his hat and his background full of cub decor. Um, we are going to talk cubs. We're going to talk lockout baseball. We're going to get into the show 22, which I am over the moon excited about. And you guys all know how this show goes by now so yeah i'm not even gonna try to plan out the rest of it so all that being said let's tap this cake rebuild of the favorites we here for the latest south side or the north side not tuned to the greatest home team for the home teams both sides got our own rings on the mound or the long ball but we don't put the wrong strings yeah it's that time of the year now. Wrigley or Gantee, so the whole league that we hear now. New show with a new mood. Discussions and interviews. Trade rumors that might be. This is Pinwheels and Knife. Yeah. This is what you waiting for, yeah. You can put it on the boy, yeah. Every season, they get all changed. Take me out to the bar game. This is what you waiting for, yeah. You can put it on the As always, the show is brought to you by SportsMockery, SportsMockery.com. Make sure you download the app, turn on push notifications, and you'll be the first one to know when the lockout's over and these owners stop sucking. SportsMockery, SportsMockery.com. Turn on the app, turn on the push notifications. And as always, we are sponsored by PointsBet. Make sure you're using promo code PINWHEELS. Online registration is rumored to be back in Illinois anytime soon, so you don't got to pull up in the parking lot like a weirdo and download the app anymore. You can do it from the comfort of your own home. PointsBet, PointsBet.com. Make sure you bet on the Bulls. I just did a futures bet on really hoping on that i got tamar as mvp too oh my goodness let's go mr fourth quarter this is not a basketball podcast though this is a baseball podcast again and again we are very welcome we are very happy to welcome in mr alex healy so right out of the gate it, the news the big news that's coming around is the big offer that was made on saturday uh was being labeled as insulting by the players association uh, never a good sign when you see that. Uh, people walked away from the table disappointed. And now the rumor, and it's not even a, just a Bob rumor, like everyone tweeted it because everyone's hungry for news. So you can't just put this as a Bob Nightingale, it's going to be the opposite type deal. They are going to be meeting again today, well, Thursday. I know this goes out on Thursdays, but we're live on Wednesday. On Thursday, Um, And apparently the players organization is going to be making an offer this coming on the day that spring training was supposed to start. So Alex, starting with you, bud, just as our guest, I just, I'm curious, what are you doing without baseball, man? 
man. I wish they were just coming to an agreement. Uh, the worst thing about all this is every single time it seems like with the news outlets and everything, it just seems to turn a- into a the players aren't doing what we want. It's the players <laughs> that that are holding this up when in reality the players are putting out good offers, good agreements that the, the owners could agree with. And they just deny it and don't really want to talk. Like they wanted that mediator or whatever. Mm-hmm. The person's called to help them out. Players are like, no way. We're not doing that. And it's crazy because yes. the, owners, the owners make billions of dollars. The players don't even want to like pull a penny from their, their worth to help out a lot of the people in the organization. They want to change up the free agent, uh, like service time and all that. I just want them to get together and agree soon. They said that they wanted, they were, they were planning to start on time. It, it's now looking like, like knowing baseball, it's not like basketball or football where they could be like, all right, let's go two weeks. You get a preseason game here and there. Like, no baseball. You got to take like that month to work on, live action implement maybe a new pitch mm-hmm. and if they don't agree tomorrow it's we're looking at a probably a delay to the season now, i definitely don't want uh a delay to the season especially if they play 162 because we could see just a bunch of double headers and uh more games played than there should be which will result in more injuries like 2020 did so with the double headers, though, real quick, rapid fire here. Do you like seven inning double headers? I thought it was cool. Like oh, this is a big debate on this. <laughs> some of us like it, some of us don't. A so heavy there's silence. No, yeah, there, an there's silence. no wrong answer there, but yes, I, yeah. It's it definitely helps out in 2020. It made sense because it helps out the arms and whatnot, but. I'd say yeah. I'd say I, I maybe if they changed the extra inning rule to it, it could be better because then some of those seven inning double headers ended like in the eighth with like a walk off single because the guy was already on second base. I didn't mind them, and especially if you were one of the people who bought tickets. I guess, I guess you couldn't buy tickets in twenty twenty. But if I was to buy a ticket to. Uh, Wait, did they do seven in this, this year too? Am I thinking? Because I, I think Beef told yeah, us they, they served like okay. alcohol yeah. through yeah. the game. Yeah. Okay. So yeah, I'm thinking correctly. Yeah, you're right. But like, if you if a game gets postponed and you want to go see one of those games or both, you aren't there for like a whole day. You get to see right. two decent games, and I'd say it's worth your money at that point. I get what you're saying there. Now you brought up an interesting topic about. Or interesting point about people learning a new pitch, getting ready to go for the season. Players wrapping up fids as a coach, though. Like, where are these guys at headspace? I know you're talking to some of your guys there. Like, I mean, they're preparing as normal. They just the only thing that's happening right now is that their 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 report time is now delayed. But I mean, like, I mean, I see Shreve every day. He's throwing at UNLV. He's out there. Got throwing. Pay. I mean, these guys have the guys they work with, regardless. I mean, I think he works. I can't tell. I remember if he works with Braden or Soder out here. He'll kill me if I say it wrong so i don't want to like it's one of the two big guys out here braden or soda take a risk don't and, be scared and take uh, a risk say name say name i want to say, say, it's soda. say name. i want to say it's soda because soda is the guy that works with like everybody uh and it's like the who's who of, of not just rehabilitation but um like actual pitcher strength stuff they have a thing called the box like it's a fantastic like band exercise like regiment kind of thing they all just they all jason, work with if, jason if you got it wrong feel free to come on yeah. and make fun of kevin well he also went to driveline too so he's been doing a lot of the driveline stuff that he learned uh up in washington so he's but they're doing the same thing kb's does nothing different kb's down the street hitting in the cage uh at his dad's house um in you know the the, the red bull cave as i call it alex this is where we all would drink by the way um yeah, that's probably, <laughs> yeah. Uh, but you know or you know, you know bryce harper's out hitting at vegas high school man and out of unlb these guys are doing their thing the only thing that they're missing is the the ability to hang out and spend some time with their teammates and kind of acclimate to that that team vibe get to know some of their coaches maybe some new people that are on the staff and just kind of start getting into that 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 routine but spring training a lot of these guys spring training's 
too long for them. Some of them, some of them guys that are fighting for spots, they're like, I got to give me as much time as possible until I can't hang myself then stop the count. But, um, they, these guys are, they're, they're, that's why they're professionals, you know, and you, you can see in these types of moments though, who the guys that are the true professionals are and who aren't, because if the season is delayed, who comes out of the gate ready and who doesn't. And these are the people that put the time in, you could tell. And the people that take months to figure it out means that they kind of, you know, it's the same with the off season guys that start slow generally. I'd say about 70% of the time are guys that just started a little later in their routine. Cause I mean, what some of these guys do, they do constantly. I mean, they take like two weeks off and it's back to the grind. So I, I think that it's going it, to, nothing changes with their routine other than the fact that they don't have to report to Arizona or Florida uh, and they get to spend more time with their family, at least for the time being. So they'll be ready when the time comes, I, they're doing everything else that they're supposed to. You don't need to have a coaching staff around you to do the stuff that you've got to do to prepare the way you prepare in spring training. You can have someone hit PFPs. You can have someone hit fungos. You can do right. all those things still. And on worse playing surfaces, to be honest, because you're stuck at whatever local field you play at. And so, you know, <clears throat> it's, it's, it, it, it sucks for these guys. But I think that in a weird little, you know, silver lining, it's kind of like snow days. You're kind of like, ah, I don't know. <laughs> that's kind of cool. But if it digs into the summer, I'm going to be a little pissed. But that's when's, uh, when's KB going to call you so you can throw some live uh, BP to him? I don't think he wants me to throw BP to him because I throw heavy. <laughs> so that makes it harder. My ball is a downward dip naturally, and that drives everybody nuts when I'm throwing it. So there's a lot of ground balls in BP. So. And in honor um, of the, I also uncork one on occasion. In, which is in the crazy. honor of the new Jackass movie, if you throw him BP, don't hide behind the net. Was. Dude, I coached third. <laughs> I coached third when we faced high school pitchers with aluminum bats, which means I was 45 feet away. I was closer coaching third. And he uh, he almost took my head fair off. Enough, I, mean, I have shorter, I, shorter eyebrows as a result. He so got our face coach once. That was funny. One of the things that really sucks about all this, and I mean, we've gone into detail in the show about how they they have an abundance of young talent to market the game, on uh, how they're just isolating fans. But one of the biggest things, though, that really there's so many rosters that are completely unfinished right now. And free agents hanging in the wind, guys that want to be traded. There's news about Juan Soto turning down big money uh, right before the lockout. But before the lockout was done, one of the bigger names that was signed were the Cubs were able to get Marcus Stroman on paper. Now, Healy is one of the bigger um, big Cubs fans there. Where were you at on that signing? Is that you feeling good about Stroman? And two-part question. You feel good about Stroman, and what would you like to see the Cubs do as soon as the ink hits the paper and the lockout's over? So initially, before he got signed, I was like, I would like to see him get paid. Not with the Cubs, though. I didn't want to see him. Because <laughs> his analytic numbers, like his, uh, they they looked as if he was kind of getting lucky in a sense, where his estimated numbers were worse than his actual numbers. But after doing more research, I feel like he could be good in the long run. Uh, I like his pitch-to-contact style. To answer your question, though, as soon as the the lockout ends, what really makes him like helps him be a good pitcher, you need to have good defense behind him. I don't really know if Nico Horner and Nick Madrigal up the middle are going to help him out with that. So what they could do, there's still a guy out there who wants a lot of money. Yes, the yes. Ricketts could pay. <laughs> I get yeah, two two guys. And, yeah, I would love to see Carlos Correa. He's my favorite player, not on the Cubs. So just for full I, I, transparency, we get peppered every week. I think it's the same guy, actually. Where's Correa going to sign? If Correa doesn't sign there, will they sign Trevor Story? So that's why we both held yeah. up two fingers right yeah. away. We get so asked we're reminded of – I forgot about Story. Yeah. There are always two. There are always two. I, uh, also, too, uh, Shreve, um, one, of my, one of our guys, he's a friend of the show. He's been on the show a few times. He played with Stroman uh, in – New York. And so he's very familiar with him as well. And he, his first reaction, he actually texted me and I, this is terrible. I don't know if it's a bad reflection of me or how, how, how he knows my sensibility he goes, Oh dude, you're not going to like him. I'm like, what the fuck? Hold on. Huh? And I'm like, why? And he's like the antics. I'm like, dude, I'm over the antics now. I go, does he play defense? And does he throw strikes? Does he hit his spots? Mm -hmm. He's like, no, he does those fantastic. I'm like, I'll be fine. If you pick your spot, I'm good. Like bad defensive pitchers piss me off, but I'm like, he could be kind of all over the place as long as he's not, you know, throwing his teammates under the bus. Look, a pitcher can only really impact everything five days, you know, every five days. Everything mm -hmm. else, they can send him home. He can go golf and do whatever he wants in the free time. I don't care. Starters show up on every fifth day. That's it. And so it's a very different thing. But, you know, he says that it's he's an interesting dude. Like he said, he's he, he's going to be a 
an influence in the clubhouse, whether yep. the clubhouse wants it or not. He will he will enforce his will, and and he doesn't say it's a bad thing. He likes him. He does. He just thought that I wouldn't like him because he's very outspoken and sometimes he'll challenge coaches too. So David Ross probably might have a little bit more on his hands and, and obviously the pitching coach as well as the bullpen catcher and anybody that really <laughs> does anything with that staff, you're going to find that he's, he's going to, he's going to lay it out there bluntly. So I kind of, I, I kind of appreciate that now because mm-hmm. I think just professionals, it's different. You're all on the same, you're all grown men. You could kick each other's ass if you want to privately. That's fine. Go for it. You know, high, you know, with as, as a high schooler and, or a college kid, even it's a little different. But at that point, I mean, it's the same thing with the NFL. These guys, the best coach in the NFL right now, we just won a championship, the youngest guy in the league. And there's dudes on his team that are basically the same age. They would have graduated together. So you got to have that. that. That that never is a bad thing, I think, to me, because then you get better input and they're on the same kind of level. But I, that's what I've heard is that he's, he, he, he gonna, he's going to force his will a little bit, which is and fine. For those of you new to the show in the chat or anything, if you have a question, fire away. We'll get to it as the flow goes here. Uh, but yeah. And if you're also just joining us, we're joined by uh, Alex Healy at the Healy six, or you can also find them at SR only pod. Um, so the white Sox need a second baseman and right fielder. Just got to throw in some white Sox talk. Um, and yeah, I don't crazy. Know. They had one last year. Yeah. Don't, oh, so Alex, that hurts. <laughs> I'm, oh, a, no. I'm a big, I'm a big Nick magical guy. Yeah, I was. He's on the Cubs now. I've I've dismissed oh, him. Oh wow! But I yeah. thought your ride or die is out, no matter what. No, White Sox ride or die. I told you that the allegiance oh, to stay on the South Side. Yeah, I think he's he, still your boy. I think he's going to be good on the Cubs. I think the lollipop <laughs> guild up the middle for the Cubs is going to hold it down. The two little <laughs> lollipop kings up the middle. You see that video I sent you guys? Someone's already taking. They're already working out together. They're rolling mm-hmm. double plays and Ooh. shit. Yeah, <laughs> I definitely thought it was a high school practice. Um. <laughs> <laughs> that that's all we're gonna that's all we've been seeing for like the, since like what november just, especially like cubs twitter yeah. like cubs or like cubs pitching prospects they went like the whole month of what like december with like the, their uh their weight challenge videos that they were doing and then they're they they they're like the most committed to posting their like pitching uh, videos in their process which is cool to see from like a distance like they keep you as updated as they possibly can who was the kid tearing it up for the Cubs last year in the minor leagues? I can't think of his name. Uh, oh, but just is it Ryan Jensen? It was Ryan oh, Jensen. Oh, no. What's his name? Uh, what's his name? Uh, Outfielder. Theus, uh, oh, Brennan oh, Davis. Brennan Davis. Yeah, yeah, Brennan Davis. Yeah, so, I mean. He's going to be Theus' kid to me forever. <laughs> the fact that the four of us who watch baseball religiously, it took us a minute. to That should tell you what the lockout has done to people's brains. Because if we would have asked this question to these four people, a year ago or whatever, we all would have said his name, number, height, you know. But if you ask us who the third housewife is. <laughs> Anyways. So, I mean, that's the biggest thing there. And then I'm going to just get into it because I'm very excited. I saw you doing the the testing for it. It's coming out. Shohei Otani, 2022, the show. Now, I guess, Alex, for the people watching this that don't really know, can you explain to them, like, what your affiliation with the video game MLB The Show is? So, right now, currently upload YouTube videos. I stream on Twitch playing the video game MLB The Show. I play the card collecting mode called Diamond Dynasty. In it, you can play with legends and current players. The past few years, they've added so many, like, amazing legends throughout the game. They've added Hank Aaron, Willie Mays, Babe Ruth, all in recent years. Uh, we have seen Randy Johnson supposed to be in it this year. Uh, we've seen Joe Maurer get added back in. Ryan Howard. They used to only add like older, older guys into the game, but in recent history, they have began starting uh, began adding 2000s guys and 2010s guys back into the game. So they may have been in it before. But technically, they're now a legend, which means they're just retired from the game. Are they going to add Charlie Huff? Like today, though, like Charlie Huff today <laughs> and the legends, because he can still go out there and throw a 42 mile an hour knuckleball and get outs. Probably. I mean, obviously he's like 64, but that dude looked like he was like 85 even when he was playing with Marley. Sick card. <laughs> so awesome. you get the Charlie Huff. <laughs> card. Your catcher actually has a huge glove when you when you throw to him. <laughs> I got to admit, Healy's videos on YouTube, you definitely got to go check those out, the Twitch stream. They help out everyone playing the game a lot. I'm super jealous of your gig, dude, because 
looks awesome. How many, how much hours a week goes into something like that? Uh, during the season, probably it's like three hours of video. So 21 hours right there. And then I would stream like six, I would say average six days a week, at least three hours right there. So almost 40 hours just creating content, I'd say. It's very much a full-time job. Yeah. And when I first started out, uh, I made content back in like 2013, 2014, 15. I just played random games. 2015, I was in high or just just got out of high school around there. So working at Best Buy, got my tax money back, and I was like, <laughs> "Oh man, haven't played an MLB game in a while." Got the PlayStation Four, fired up the MLB 15. Played it for a little bit, saw the viewers got a little higher when I played that compared to others, but I stopped for the time being. And then MLB 16 came around. They were talking about Diamond Dynasty. 15 was like their first big Diamond Dynasty iteration. They had it in 12, 13, 14, but it was like kind of fake players and whatnot. But 15 was where they kind of built the base. 16 then was like the one that got me off the ground i was uploading i was streaming a lot at that time and i was always big on making sure i had kind of like the best setup possible so people at that time would stream like off of laptops and it looked okay their mics were okay always wanted the better quality and then Uploaded a vit, uh, YouTube, started getting a lot more traction there compared to the other videos I was making. And at one point, I realized, like, wait, if you want to watch an MLB The Show video, you have to watch me and th or three other people. So <laughs> because of that, I put out a lot of videos. You had to watch me. And because of that, I kind of got in at a at the right time because nowadays there's so much competition it's way harder got in and because people knew me from then it's kind of helped me stay with the others as time's gone on so besides timing i mean like you said there's a lot of competition out in the field and i'm sure there's a lot of parents dads that watch this show you know and their kids are probably like oh i'm gonna be a streamer like you know what if you can give them a little bit of advice, what would your tip be to those kids trying to that want to crack into the game? Uh, saying you don't have enough time is an excuse. Well, like There's that. always enough time if you yeah. want to make it. So around that time where I started getting a little more views and doing YouTube and doing everything seriously, I was in college taking a, a few classes a day. I was working a job. I worked like 30, 30-ish hours a week. And so I'd wake up at like 10 or 9-ish, go to class at 10, come home at like 2, edit my video for the day, go to work at 4 or 5, come home at 9, 10, take a nap. I would take like a 30-minute to an hour nap. <laughs> I would start up my stream at 11 a.m. or 11 p.m. I'd be done at like, 2 to 3 a.m. and then I would record my video for the next day after I was already done streaming and I would go to bed at like 4. <laughs> Jesus, dude. That's insane. Uh, so, like, if you want if you want to go out and get it, you got to you got to put in the work. You're saying get used to Red Bull, Mountain Dew, <laughs> meth or cocaine, one of those four um, four major food groups of of getting well, in the Twitch into that streaming. You got to you got to put in the time. Yeah. You are 100% right. And, like, if, if you really don't have all that time or, like, want to put in as much effort as that, the main tip, as always, is be consistent. If you're streaming, always have a time where people can find you. They don't have to guess when you're going to be live and whatnot. Because if you can get people in your stream that know a specific time you're streaming, then they're going to come back which will lead to more people joining, and then it'll just grow. YouTube, you just got to be consistent with that and upload. If you can only upload three times a week, only upload three times a week. 
Yeah, we say the same thing about the show. I mean, there's weeks where, trust me, we do not want to do this. And we're like, no, every Wednesday night, 8 o'clock, we got to do the show. Uh, we've moved it a couple days because of other life events. But I, and a lot of the stuff that you're saying, I mean, I know it applies to what you do, but you could apply a lot of that to literally anything. I mean, if you really want something bad enough, if it's playing baseball, anything, you got to have the time for it. It's like, have, mm-hmm. you seen, have you seen that picture of the iceberg? And it's like, I mean, yeah. this is on the week. It's the cliche yeah. that we use coaches with the iceberg where you only see the top of the iceberg. Nobody sees what's below yep. the water. That, that's a perfect example of anything, especially whether it's sports, entertainment, you know, media, whatever. You got to put, you have to, you have to be present. And that requires time and effort. And the only people thing that only people see is, oh, they're there. You know, the, what is it? What is the, what is the old phrase? The, uh, the result of a bullseye or the, the bullseye is the result of a thousand misses. I think it is. You got to go so out there and just shoot, shoot your shot and fail and, and just grow and learn. And that I have a feeling a that if we gave you an hour and another half glass of whiskey, you can just rifle off coach cliches for an oh, hour straight. I got a book like right without here. even like hesitating, you can just go an hour <laughs> straight of coach cliches. There's a, it's right there next to naked lunch, fear and loathing in Las Vegas <laughs> and uh, Mario Puzo's the last Don. There it is. Yeah. 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 The, the mental game of baseball. It's a book. It's, and Augie yeah. Gritos, life I, is yours. I figured as much. Now you said you always had the best equipment. And as you said, it just, your video is sick. Dude. Like just even on this show, I'm like, holy shit. He makes my camera look like I'm, recording on a potato so that that video i might have to hit you in the dm and ask you what video camera you're rocking but no i mean that's why and you know i think people don't really appreciate how much time goes into it i mean you could definitely tell though like the quality of your videos and uh some of the other guys that we were talking about before in the show you could tell who the the real deal guys are and who the part-timers are you know what i mean and like mm-hmm. and i get it some dudes just i don't think i would ever I feel like I'd be torturing people if I made them watch me play the show, let alone any video game. Like, oh, you want to see a guy swing at every pitch for four hours? Here, here's my stream. I don't mm-hmm. take balls. But, um, yeah, the and then the other thing, obviously, with the, the news coming out and, you know, people just craving baseball, as we've all mentioned, like, we just want baseball. It was kind of big news when MLB The Show 22 uh, dropped their, their cover athlete being Otani, which I thought that was a no-brainer. And they had to. They had to. It, was, it would be a clear miss. I was saying this might be wild, but at the moment in current times, I get there's a bunch of baseball fans, but to the casual person at the moment, Shohei Otani had the same amount of pull power with advertising for the new game, maybe even more due to him being more current, than I'd say Derek Jeter. Yep. And – not only just in the baseball world, but overseas markets. Are you kidding me? Mm-hmm. This game's going to break records. It's on the Switch, yeah, which is and- the most popular uh, system in Japan. Yep. Unfortunately, it's not localized, so it's in English only. I know how much of a pain that is because on my Switch, I do have the NPB baseball game, and it's only in Japanese. I remember that. I watched one of those videos, and I was like, I have no idea what's going on. Only in Japanese, and it gets, like, it's cool to play a baseball game, but I'm not going to sit there, and I have to constantly translate it. It's just more annoying than getting an enjoyment out of it. That's You would think, though, if they were going to make this major push with, you know, a guy like Otani on the cover going on the Nintendo Switch, they would figure out how to code that into the, at least make that language anyways now because of my involvement with the game I, I tend to get sucked into some of these message boards and all this stuff especially when the new game comes out and i get all excited uh you mentioned a name there was rumored that there was a leak about a uh legend edition with Derek yeah. Jeter on the cover it's like welcome nintendo switch to the platform and then they leaked this new the separate edition with Derek Jeter on the cover does I it come with a fruit basket I was going to say, I, I, knew you, I knew you were going to make the gift basket joke. I knew it. I knew it. Uh, I don't know. I don't want you. I don't want to put you on the spot or get you in trouble or anything with Parser. Is there any, have you heard anything with that or is that a no comment? I, I don't know anything about it, but that was a great Photoshop job of whoever did it. And thank you to them because I was able to, I saw it, someone tweet about it. Yep. And I'm like, I am grabbing this and I am reposting it. They got me like 15,000 likes on Twitter. <laughs> you just told me 
everything that I needed to know with that comment, which means we can confirm 2022 Charlie Huff in the new MLB The Show game. So great. All right, we're there. Breaking news here. (laughs) The other conspiracy theory, if you will, that I heard, um, the initial gameplay video, as you mentioned, included Randy Johnson and Ryan Howard. And then all of a sudden, all those videos got taken down from all the social media platforms and re-put up with the Randy Johnson part not there anymore. Is that, yeah, do you I, think that's just craziness, or do you think there's something to it? And again, if you don't I, know, Or did somebody have no idea. came the big unit to Twitter as inappropriate? <laughs> <laughs> I, I have no idea why they removed those. I saw a former EA employee say, being on the other end of this, it could have just been an easy like we didn't want to see him in a diamondbacks uniform maybe they had him look differently than what they thought he was presented Uh, i think he's still going to be in the game i think it's more likely that but also like ryan howard's kid plays mlb the show and when ryan howard got announced he's like whoa let me let me confirm that he's in the game and he's like all right he's in the game and i'm like what do you mean by that? Apparently, I did, I like, did he didn't know. They, they may have grabbed his rights from like a source. I don't know uh, who owned them, but I'm going to lean towards that his representation didn't like what he was wearing or whatnot yep. in that sense. But I think he works for the Diamondbacks as like a photographer. photographer or yeah. I, I don't know. I just hope he's easy to get because I can't hit Nolan Ryan as it is. So I can only imagine what kind of nightmare facing Randy Johnson is going to be. So mm-hmm. I just hope I can get him. And, yeah. I just hope my practice against Chris sale over these years helps That's me true. out a little bit. That's true. <laughs> That's true. I usually think when I play kids online, if I see sale come in, you either sit fastball right off the bat or I don't know. We don't need to get into all that, but that's a good comparison though, for sure. Um, and then just some fun questions. Who you mentioned all these legends, and I know my personal favorite from this last season, let alone of all time, is was the Mickey Mantle card. I've ran that card ragged, but do you have a favorite legend? Somebody that absolutely has to be on your team as soon as they're available. Tread lightly. Tread First lightly. year in the game this past year, my favorite Cubs player of all time. The reason why I'm a Cubs player or a Cubs fan, Alfonso Soriano. Oh. I did not see that coming, Fitz. Oh. I, I knew that answer. You I did didn't not see that, that coming. Did you out that to the zone coming at all? My God, that's awesome. Hey, you know yeah. that Alfonso was a beast in 07. Dude, so his bat was a a a, a, a power pole, like well, a, a, a mm-hmm. phone pole. It was like what 52 ounces or something like that. Like, it was humongous, and it was like 32 Crazy. inches. Crazy. Yeah, growing up with a my mom's from Wisconsin. My dad's from Australia. So growing up, I didn't have like any influence on teams. I I watched like the Sox win the World Series in 05. I didn't I didn't have a fandom at that point. And then all right, I played the MLB the MVP baseball games. Alfonso and Edgar Renteria were That's sick in those games. I loved I loved Alfonso's stance. So he went to the Cubs, heard about it, and I think one day at in like elementary school, someone's like, "Are you a Cubs fan or a Sox fan?" I'm like, "Uh, Cubs." They had blue, and uh, Alfonso Soriano was on the Cubs. So that's pretty standard. And then for those of you that listen to the show on Spotify and all this stuff on uh, the next day that don't watch us live, first of all, figure it out and watch us live. Second of all, you're missing uh, Mr. Healy's here. Amazing. You know what, Bob? We haven't had Jeff Passan on the show, so you instantly win best <laughs> background. Because no one's messing with Passan. Sorry, we love Jeff Passan on the show, but he, or, barely... he will also body you. So yeah. there's, there's also a fear factor there. Of, of as I mentioned to you earlier, there's a, a group in White Sox Twitter called From the 108. We love those guys. They're they call themselves the Drunk Uncles of White Sox Twitter. They're phenomenal guys. Um, one of them goes by the alias of Beef Loaf, and I still don't know the origin of this, but Jeff Passan loves to dunk on Beef Loaf on Twitter and it's probably he took a picture of himself laying down and his butt looks like it's an innie and Passan likes to tweet that photo. It's just yes. a random White Sox fan. It's like in yoga uh, pants too. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, it's interesting. White Sox Twitter is a interesting place. Do you find yourself, uh, Mr. Healy here getting into like the Cubs Twitter, like deep in those trenches. Cause I know Cubs Twitter can be a very rough place sometimes. 
Uh, I haven't gone deep into Cubs Twitter. Stay there. Don't. I, stay, I mainly just followed baseball Twitter and a lot of a lot of gamers. Mm-hmm. That's yep. about it. I haven't haven't dove. I follow like Cubs fan or uh, Cubs Zone and Cubs hey, Live. Cubs and, shout out. But uh, yeah, stay there. That's uh, about yeah, it. See this though too. I will say this. And I'm very, you know, as a Cub fan, I'm ex- I love White Sox Twitter, and I actually despise Cubs Twitter usually. Since the lockout and all this, Cubs Twitter has been drama-free, to be honest. Like, White Sox well, Twitter, like, it's thirst traps and people fighting over, like, porn. And, you know, they're insulting each other. People report. I mean, it's just, it's it's constant. Like, it actually kind of gets exhausting sometimes because it's like a soap opera every day on White Sox Twitter. Cubs Twitter is just like... I just want the season to start so Marcus Stroman can throw off the mound. Well, yeah, you guys have something to be excited about. I'm not excited about watching Larry Garcia play fucking second base every day. Dude, oh, my God. Are you serious, <laughs> Kevin and Alex? How, after yeah. all these years, we finally get a great team, and we get Zoe complaining about one out of, like, nine I have that players. luxury now. Exactly. Thank you very yeah. much. Well, and, and I, I did – Alex, did he tell? Did Zoe tell you that he's a huge Nick Magical fan? By yeah, the way, I didn't know that until he uh, until I mentioned it earlier. I spent a year yeah. of my life defending Nick Magical on White Sox Twitter. Zoe has been his literal <laughs> booster seat at restaurants in Chile. <laughs> <laughs> what were you going to say, Alex? Sorry. Speaking of White Sox Twitter, I did see yesterday there was like this whole thread. Uh, a bunch of people replying to a certain tweet of like. Here's Yohan Moncada's projections. Do you, do you like yes. it or yep. do you not? And yep. there's people like, no, I'd hate it. But other people are like, yeah, give me him. So, he plays great defense. I'd like to start this out by apologizing because I feel like I'm the reason you got sucked into that because we <laughs> followed each other on Twitter. So I'm sorry for that. Um, the original tweet was by a friend of our show, Jordan Lazowski. He's a writer for Sox on 35th. He's actually, I think you guys would get along. He's a great dude, smart as a whip. Um, Jordan has this illness where he leans into trolls. Like he doesn't just ignore it. He leans into it. And he's been through this lockout being told that Yoamankata is not a top 10 MLB third baseman. So when the projections came out, cause God knows Twitter loves projections. Uh, he really leaned into those trolls because a lot of the trolls are going to tell him, Action controls. A lot of people that oppose his viewpoint tell him one of their biggest things with Yohan Moncada is he doesn't hit for enough power. He can't be top 10. Never mind he's an A-plus fielder. Never mind that he gets on base. Never mind all that other stuff. He does not hit bombs. And we all know chicks take the long ball. So that's why Jordan really leaned into it. And, yes, that is why that threat was a thing. So... Oh, I love projections. I'm telling you, Zoe, <laughs> it's it's K, it's KB all over again. I hope not. Yeah, that's so, this is exactly what's happening. Oh wait, never mind. Wrong, wrong person. Yeah, that's I'm, exactly what's happening. Yohan Mankata was great. Then he had like that great 2019. Then 2020 happened. Then 2021, still very good. Just not a lot of home runs. And then but, now he's bad. I guess that leads to a good point because, Alex, basically what I'm going to ask you is things that we debate on the show a lot to see where you're at. Super bouncy baseballs, yay or nay? Like more home runs? Yeah. I like where this head I'd go with it. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> like basically the 2019 season when like every team set their new uh, team record for home runs. The ball they use in AAA. Where they just or two. like the ones they used in the primetime games this year. Oh, yeah, the, you know, the dream game. Let's yeah, juice the yes. ball and bring back sticky stuff. Oh, Fair trade. Yeah. I'm good let's with go. that. That's fine. Go. And and you know what? While we're at it, let's stop banning HGH. That everybody that's not a professional now athlete you're taking it. You're taking shooting it in their level. ass. You're taking it sure they, they got great abs at age 74. <laughs> <laughs> like like that Lindor uh, first the Yankees game where they were going back and forth. That yes. was great. Yeah, that was definitely fun. one of those times. I'm good with that. Just, that they fun. should use the field of dream balls for an entire season. <laughs> People are going to hit 80 home runs this year. I don't, you know what I mean? Then Mankata's going to be back. Then Mankata's going to hit 40 <laughs> bombs, and they're going to say, well, Devers hit 50, and they're going to be like, what the fuck, dude? Like, what do you want me to do here? But the other story that I do want to touch on, because it's just wild. Have you seen any of this Matt Harvey stuff? Oh, my God. It's crazy. 
dude is absolutely crazy ripping rails in the dugout and now all these screenshots are coming out of him the blood coke nosebleeds on the mound and it's so funny though because if you look back to that time if you search for stories about matt harvey at the time baseball writers are here look at this tough this bad mother, this is a throwback to the old days. Look at this guy playing with the nosebleed. No, dude, he was just he couldn't, he couldn't feel his toes. I do always remember though. Nose. Wouldn't they always say like, "Oh, like this dude parties"? Oh yeah. I yeah. feel like there was always that the story uh, him. like people uh, knew. Those weren't Co- just cocaine nosebleeds. Okay, what we know what Skaggs was doing too. Those were oxycontin mm-hmm. nosebleeds too. When you're crushing terrible, really, really coarse material and just bopping it up your nose that's just uh, look baseball has this problem by the way this is this is actually something that's been dealt we've talked about this on the podcast before baseball has a substance abuse problem but in a weird way because it attacks some substances but not all substances the greenies stimulants in the 80s in the 70s these two i mean we've uh, if you've seen the documentary doc uh no no or um yeah. a no no a documentary yeah. where it talks about how many like how much cocaine and 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 you know He's doing no hitter on LSD. I mean, he walked like eight dudes, but whatever, nine dudes. But, you know, nobody was doing anything then. And then Greenies, you know, everybody in the 80s looked like they were crackheads. And, you know, they're fast and speedy, wiry, and they don't sleep. And Chris Sable used to work at McDonald's in the mornings to serve breakfast at spring training because he doesn't sleep. Like, these are guys that stayed up all night. I'm not saying that he did anything like that. He just might not have been able to sleep. But it was really weird that he actually – I don't know if you knew this story, Healy, but he literally worked at McDonald's every morning serving breakfast before spring training – when he was with the Reds as a, a young rookie coming up with the team. But that dude didn't sleep because he's like, I have nothing not to do. But uh, And now he's a Twitch streamer. Now we're in the, you know, we get the 90s and they turn a blind eye to, you know, steroids. But, you know, look at Daryl Strawberry and Dwight Gooden. Like it, it's been so unbalanced in the league with what they enforce and what they don't because some stuff is so good for the game and it's really easy to turn a blind eye to it. And I think that what we're going to find out, especially as this Harvey stuff and this, this Skag stuff comes out, the league's turned a blind eye to opioid abuse for a very, very, very long time because that's the one thing I think has transcended the decades and the different substances of abuse has been the opioids and the painkillers these guys take. And that and ibuprofen, actually, which can fuck up your Liver. kidneys pretty bad. And, and you know what? We used to pop those things like like candy. Take take five before you pitch. Take five when you're done. Take five before bed. That's a lot in like 12 hours. Yeah. And that's the stuff that we've been pushed on. Rip fuel back you know, in the 90s was a big thing. Then ephedra, all that stuff. It just, it just has always been. But you know, it sucks to see this too because these are two dudes that were really struggling with addiction that are going through this. And and when you hear it thrown out, laid bare like this, and good on Harvey, by the way. I, I know he's going to get suspended, but he's being honest, man. He could lie under oath and point his finger at the judge or whoever's talking to him. He's talking to like a lot of major league baseball players did. He could forget that he speaks English for a second, like Sammy Sosa did. Whatever he wants to do, <laughs> when he's being accused of something. He's sitting there and staring him in the face, saying, "This is what I did, guys." Well, I think, you know I think they got him. I mean, I think they got those guys pretty much red-handed. <laughs> <laughs> but here's people don't get to. It's he's not, not just like, didn't he get away with he in terms of in the media, the guy who like didn't get any attention, but also is a player who's like good, who's also testified. C.J. Crone from the Rockies. Like, that, was, that one kind yeah. of stuff swept underneath the rug. But it's like, um, yeah, like it was like a, a, a few of the dudes from that Triple A team, I think. Yeah. And it's not, guys, it's not, I, I, I know, and I don't want to, it's, yeah. it's not that rare. These no, dudes, I, I would, I would, I, again, you know how Jose Canseco busted the league out. Someone's got to probably, if someone would just come clean and say like, look, this is what I see in the clubhouse. Cause these dudes, some of these guys are putting their lives on the line for stuff that they really don't need to take, but they have the mental viewpoint that it makes their game better or mm-hmm. it, and it's wrong. It's just a perception. It's not reality. It's not even science, but they're, they think that way, and, and, and that's that habit-seeking behavior because when you get a, an athlete or anybody, really anybody that thinks that they're in a routine that works for them and it's made them successful, they're not going to change. But the problem is that kind of lifestyle, when you get older, it doesn't age well. It doesn't age well like a, like a, like a swing that could break your spinal cord by the time you're 30. What do you mean? Or, Jose Canseco is a very well-put-together human absolutely. being. Absolutely. Yeah, right. Look at his well, Look at his mind. He's got rot brain now. I mean, I, mean, I love him. But... I know. That's Ooh. your boy. But I just think that it couldn't – well, first and foremost, the very unfortunate thing is a young man lost his life. Number one. And it's, it's unfortunate that it took something that significant to shed light on this. Number two, I got to think that MLB is like great timing. We're in the middle of this lockout. This 
I'm not saying there's ever a good time for this, but right now when people are starving for baseball, all eyes are on this now. I w- if this was a year ago when spring training started today, I probably wouldn't have paid as much attention to those testimonies as I did today. Kudos to the prosecution. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That was strategic. So That's good calendar work right there. Sorry, Alex, didn't mean to go down negative town for a little bit there, but that was big news that we had to, we had to address, but uh, – now my next question seems so stupid. What's your favorite color? No. <laughs> I was going to ask, though, we did kind of touch on it a little bit earlier, and I guess, holy shit, time flew by this episode. Um, as we get to the, the end here, as we try to keep it at an hour, there are some really big names out there that we don't know where they're going to play when the season starts and everybody has their theories on where they're going to go and who they're going to play for. And we all know who we want these guys to play for, but I'm not asking who you want them to play for. I'm asking where you think they're going to play for. So where do you think, well, we'll start with your guy, Correa. Where do you think he ends up? I was hoping you would end, or I was thinking along with everyone else, that he's going to end up in Detroit. They, I think they still, could they still afford him? I'll, let's just say no for my sake. Okay. <laughs> uh, Detroit, they could probably can, but are they going to pull the trigger? I mean, right. they had Verlander for. It's not going back to the Astros. It's been, with this whole baseball lockout, it's been a little bit since I've actually thought about where these guys are actually going to play. I know the Angels were like kind of in discussion there. Like the Cubs, they're in discussion with him. Do they want to I do have to ask, him? by the way, while you're in this too, do you think that. There's an earnest Cubs interest, or is this a seat at the table kind of moment? Dude, they that... sang "Merry Christmas" to him. There's a very no, no. Those are Cubs fans. That's not... <laughs> that was that was legitimately two 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 friends of the show, by the way, that I fight with all the time. Uh, from the other, that, what, what's uh, well now? Uh, hey, Carlos Correa only thanked uh, one fan base and wished them a Merry Christmas. And that's that's what I was getting to. Sure. All right, hold on. Yeah. Let's but, but, let I'm the just man saying, answer. Like, let the man know. answer. Carlos Correa. There's no wrong answers. Trust me. We we always say we're going to go back to shows and check our predictions. We never do. So don't worry about it. It literally never happens. Unless you say Jacksonville, which doesn't have <laughs> I'll just go with the team that just can't find playoff success, but they just put out so much money. I'll go with the Angels. Mm. That'd be one hell of a lineup. If that happens, so okay. All I, right. I don't. It's it's tough picking other teams though, because I think the Yankees are out. He could like the Marlins don't really make too much sense, but they could spend. I'm not, I'm not really too sure. The Rangers already spent uh, on a couple guys right there. I'll just go with the Angels. Wow, you get a healthy redone back. That could be a sick lineup, and they probably won't. And they got Thor out there too. You got yeah. Thor throwing gas out. And then, all right, I guess I, I had a couple other players, but you made a very valid point. Where, well, what do you think about the guy that's directly behind you? That if I were to say his name, would require a shot. Do you, where do you think he's headed? And do you think, think there's the a chance that, that he returns home? Ooh, the Phillies. You think Phillies? What what uh what what where, why do you think Phillies don't, like what, what, what Alex real quick real quick don't say other, he's other Bryce Harper don't say no, no, he's Bryce Harper no, no. other than he's Bryce, Bryce Harper no 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 Vegas but no because there are actual like and I'm like blocking I don't know what I'm doing right now I'm blocking my face on my my own camera it doesn't work like, mm-hmm. me looking at myself uh, the Phillies other than the Bryce Harper connection there's actually smoke there so I my question is besides Bryce and Bryson Stott by the way also from Vegas who's going to be up there this year. Um, Should be on the what side. smoke do you feel like? What is it that about the Phillies though that does make you believe that he would? Because you know what, I would totally take that over the fucking Nets. So. Alec Bohm hasn't really panned out how they would like him to. That's the third base spot that mm-hmm. they were needing to fill. Let's say Alec Bohm does turn it around. Chris Bryant can play many other positions. He could play outfield. I I don't know. They've needed corner outfield spots on that team. Did McCutcheon was this his final year with the Phillies? I think he's out, right? Yeah, I, I don't think, think he's. he's a, I don't think he's made it official yet, but he's like 110 years old. I so. think this is his third okay. year. Yeah. yeah. All right, so this would be his final year. 
I think they could they, they could fit they could put him in either right or left field. He'd fit in there fine. Reese Hoskins needs a day off. You could throw Chris Bryant at first base. Mm-hmm. Just the positional flexibility. They can spend some money. They're close to the they're definitely playoff contenders. I wouldn't say they're mm-hmm. World Series contenders yet. Right. They could be with just seems like a decent spot. Bro, I can't I can't tell you that is the best argument for the Phillies for KB that I have heard. How you just broke down the positional, especially especially like at the hot corner, but the positional movement and what he wants to do too. You broke it down. DH too. DH. All of them can take the days off. Like it, it is a, it's a thing, man. So that was again. I've been anti. So that one, I, I'm, I'm with you on that one because I and, and this is without even saying anything that I that I, that I know is so that I had it, was, it was a hard no unless they opened up the pocketbook. And I think that hard no is really kind of now dedicated to the Mets franchise. Yeah, he um, going, he's not going to the Mets. Uh, I think the Phillies can, he's can, not going to the Mets. I think the Phillies can throw over market a little bit at KB. Mm-hmm. And again, it, the cold weather, the cold weather comfort fee isn't as extensive as it would be to go to uh you know the the valley of ashes in new york so um i think that that, that's the best the best why kb would sign with phillies that i've heard period so that was awesome i don't know if you know this healy but you just passed like the k fitz litmus test (laughs) seriously if he would have asked you that he was setting you up because he wanted you to just go he's friends with bryce harper (laughs) because They're cordial. They're not as good of friends as the media makes it out to be. We've done like 10 shows on it. So just trust me on this one. So congratulations, Healy. A whole whole PowerPoint. You Uh, have been anointed by (laughs) K-Fids. The good reverend has anointed you. (laughs) I go, I don't know. Um, So as we come up to the end, though, I got to say again, Healy, thank you so much for your time, man. It's Like I said, I didn't even realize how fast time flew by because – that was a lot of fun. And uh, before we call it a show, though, please take the take the forum here and let people know where they can find you, uh, when they can listen to the uh, Standing Room Only podcast, and if you want, when they can find you on Twitch. All right. You can find me at the Healy6, Twitter and Instagram, Healy6 on YouTube and Twitch. I do do a standing podcast called Standing Room Only. It's basically – another sports talk uh, show. I do get some athletes on from time to time and those go live like every Wednesday night on all the platforms. So you can find on Apple, YouTube, uh, Spotify. Yeah, that's basically it for me. No, I, I appreciate it. Are you getting into the, uh, well, I'm, that's a stupid question. Have you got, have you been able to so test? Do you want Ozarks? No. Have you, tested have you been playing video not- games? <laughs> Did you see the eternal? Remember when you were with the Beatles? Doctor Strange trailer for the Super Bowl. Remember when you were with the Beatles? That was awesome. Um, no, have you been able? To, have you been an official partnership and official streamer? Have you been able to play any of the new game? Uh, the tech test goes live tomorrow. You're able to play it today if you could download it on Xbox and PlayStation. Servers aren't live, but you could do like custom practice, which is hitting, pitching, and fielding if you wanted, or like uh, team practice, which is pretty much a scrimmage in a yeah. sense. But haven't played any online, haven't been able to test out all all those new features. I am excited about the co-op mode. I think that's going to be fun. That's just going to make it a lot more fun. For- I think it'll fizzle out in. Wait, what is weeks. co-op mode, real quick, for for the idiot that? Loves so pitching on MLB, hold on, the MLB show idiot that loves pitching but cannot hit for shit. So, so yeah, go ahead, Haley. Uh, so, brand new mode, MLB The Show 22. It's 2v2, 3v3. Uh, you can play with regular teams or you can play with your Diamond Dynasty teams. Diamond Dynasty, you each just draft a few, uh, few of your cards. You build a team that way. And then you match up against other people online. Unfortunately... Let's say you have four people. You can't be like, all right, let's play 2v2 and match up against each other. There's no oh. friendly matchmaking there. It's your squad. So, kinda, so you, you'd kind of have to time it up the search and hope you match someone that way. And besides that, I don't really think you get much out of it. It's kind of just like a casual, fun game mode, which 
I, I if I'm in the mood to like drink and play with some of my boys and yeah. we we want to just have a relaxing time could play that mode but for the, like the serious people you aren't getting much out of it so and you can't play your friends so i think that, it'll be I, like an okay we're, mode we're we're very unserious people so i'm right now picking <laughs> me Joe, and aldo walking down the mlb the show three by threes or whatever mm-hmm. you know doing like west side story tunes with we're gonna take our show against the 108 show on mlb the show they still play atari fits that's true <laughs> when did you, when did you last when did you last watch west side story fits oh back at like christmas why have you brought it up four times this show <laughs> Dude, I can't. It's 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 a it's a. I don't know. It's stuck in my head. I guess. Okay. Maybe. I, I, I did Oscar. have. Maybe that's why I don't know. I did have uh, one last MLB the show question. I saw you tweet about this. I think uh, about a week ago. So like, how would you fix the franchise mode in MLB mm-hmm. the show? That's the big question. That is the big question. Well, you got to fix the trade logic. Juan yeah, Soto that's... gets traded for two seventy overalls anytime you decide to play that mode. Don't tell White Sox Twitter that. <laughs> you, can, you can only do 3v3 trades uh just the simulation isn't too great i this has been a problem for years but in mlb 19 fun fact i was actually in that game yeah, sure. i played a lot of road to the show and mookie bats at the age of 30 or like 31 ish he was like a 70 overall after hitting 350 the year before and he was in triple a or double a and he was out of the league <laughs> Like oh, yeah. it made no sense, guys. They, like if it's either an age thing or they're in the league for like six years, six or seven years, then the game's like, all right, you're bound to be bad. And you could have hit 350 the year before, hit 50 home runs. They're like, all right, your your overall goes from a 95. Now you're an 86, and then the, it just they get ruined. Just the long term. I, I get some people only play a one-year franchise mode, but there's some people like myself where I want to build like a dynasty or play different mm-hmm. scenarios. Playing a long-term dynasty in that, it just doesn't really work with the simulation and progression of overalls and whatnot and so the I think, trades. I think the first Also, the money, it, too. Sorry for interrupting. Oh, no, go ahead. No, I, Another big issue is the budgets. They never really increase. And also, you can't, let's say, have the Orioles. They get, like, a new owner all of a sudden. And they get they have, like, $200 million payroll. Uh, whatever the payroll is when you start out, that's, like, their payroll for the rest of time. Okay. So, so it can never change. <laughs> so you could have the Yankees. You could swap the Orioles and the Yankees switch their payrolls and then the Orioles are just going to have a massive payroll the rest of the time. And the Yankees are going to have that small one. So okay. I went a long time between playing MLB the show. I think it was like a decade. We did it live. I, on this I, did, I did notice, I did notice that weird, like the player progression, not making sense. Cause in, in like my second year of or playing like road to the show, you Darvish started the year at triple a. I was like, what? Yeah. I was like, why? crazy. <laughs> And if you do want to see progression of all the games, mm-hmm. if <laughs> my most popular video is pl- hitting a home run on every single game so far. Nice. Okay, so since you 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 flexed just now, as someone that Zoe will attest to, because we I, I played my first MLB the Show game live with with Zoe on Twitch. It was terrible. Aldo was there. Um, it was really it was horrible. I think he beat me like twenty-four to nothing, but most of it was because I didn't know like how to throw yeah. the, at all to any defense. I was throwing mm-hmm. it just all over the diamond a lot of the time. And then he hit some bombs, but I can't hit for shit. I can throw. I can play defense now on the game. What would you? What kind of advice would you give to someone that can? For me, I'm honestly I'm stuck here. The mental block that I have because back in the day, when you're playing like RBI baseball or baseball stars or you know uh, triple play or oh, I mean God, go around down the list. Um, you can sit there and you push up and left. If you're right, yeah. you're pulling like directional. Bombs. 
and and I sit there and I try to do the analog, and all I do is just I I just push up every up. It doesn't matter. Pitches in the zone up. Like we'll so, stop I miss doing that. I know. <laughs> Here's my question though. So as I slowly start weaning myself off the teat of the RBI baseball. So you just start your own YouTube channel. Um, what do you? I, I see these dudes, and this is again, this is me being a total nerd that doesn't know anything. An old guy talking here is I see these dudes that are playing. They have this like it's almost like a condom for their analog stick that allows mm-hmm. them to have actually more control over because obviously it's where you put the target that where the yeah. pitch is at. And at, I'm literally whoop, whoop, up, up, up like every time. So is there something that you would recommend like a maybe a training bra or some sort of <laughs> something oh, for geez. us? That, yeah, for yeah anybody, there you go. That's there it. Is. Exactly. So that does help, right? That makes it less. I, I let's be honest. I don't need it as sensitive. Uh, I'm premature <laughs> evacuating. I need it to be less sensitive here um, when I'm when I'm trying to like position my my my. I guess we call it the targeting system on a pitch. Like it really does. It drives me nuts because I'm like, oh god, it was too sensitive there. But what do you recommend for us oldies that are trying to eliminate this old RBI baseball? Just push forward on everything. It means a home run. Now that we actually have nuance in the game that actually simulates baseball better which is crazy because mm-hmm. i can throw bp i can pitch i can hit bp just as well but i cannot hit in this game and it drives me nuts like it, it, as a baseball dude i want to actually stab my eyes out so what would you recommend i do to fix that problem besides viagra jesus that was the longest question it's a very it's a very nuanced question that's why I so you it. could you could buy like the control freaks they kind of change the range of motion so it's a little bit slower and not as sensitive to move it around. This past year, I didn't use any. I just, I don't know. I like the feel of the PlayStation Five controller. Oh, I also see, played on. You were I also played on the, the Xbox as well. But PS4, the controller, I think just the placement, it made more sense to have the control freaks. Uh and then just besides that, unfortunately, you just gotta play more to recognize pitches. As, it, as stupid as that is, it's yeah, not be it's, old. It's like, uh, it's like, <laughs> it's like baseball players at spring training where they just take BP all day. And Kevin, actually, that would be a great Kevin learns how to play the show, right? It, it could be a documentary, really. When you just stream so like 10,000 hours, and then after that, you'll you'll perfect like pitching and defense now at this point is great, man. Other than mm-hmm. the time we're like up. All of a sudden, you like you you hit every single fucking thing, and your pitcher's, you like, yep. dude, I, it literally was right in every. What just fucking happened? And of course, it's the the player numbers or whatever too. But I'm like, god dang it! But with hitting, no, it doesn't there matter. You, you throw me up there with Mike Trout. Hold on, this took me a minute because I kept firing as a JPEG. But look at this guy, boom! God, this dude's taking dang. deep fits, dude. <laughs> look at that guy. Bananas? That's a, is that the Savannah bananas? Yeah. In, in MLB 17, I I was, or it was 19, it was that year, yeah. MLB 19. I was just looking for a team, and maybe, no, it was 17, I found it. MLB 17, I was just looking for a new logo. I went through every single page in the vault. Couldn't find one I liked. I was like, you know, bananas are my favorite fruit. I'll just rock with these. So I picked them. And I get a bunch of people who are like, are you from Savannah? Are you, are you a Savannah <laughs> Bananas fan? I'm like, I just like bananas, and they happen to have their logo in the vault. No. That's <laughs> awesome. The only reason I knew Savannah Georgia? Bananas. I'm not. That was so good because I, I I saw that, and I'm like, that's, that's the Savannah Bananas. And, and you, by the way, if you ever go to Savannah, Georgia, go for brunch because they have what it calls Tagosa. You're allowed to carry your mimosas on the streets in Savannah. But, but it's also Georgia. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Yeah, but it's really well, cool to go there. But but the bananas exist. That was I saw that. I was like, that's pretty sweet. Well, <laughs> See, I told you. I told you it would eventually get When Joe said, "Well, we've gone off the rails." Yes. Well, the conductor going, uh, ladies and gentlemen, please uh, take that oxygen mask and put it over your face, and then under your seat is a floating raft. And <laughs> well, well, anyways, well, Alex Healy. Thank you very much for coming on the show. We really appreciate it. Hopefully when baseball gets back and things get going, maybe Fitz can give you an update. We'll have you back on to talk about mid-season. We should play each other. 
It's how bad I you am. You don't want that fits. You don't. You don't want that fits. <laughs> if you thought I beat you bad fits, mm-hmm. devil And I won't it. quit. I will play the whole That'd time. That'd be a great video. I will take 75 to nothing. I don't even care. I can already picture the little screen cap you make for YouTube. Like, I beat this poor bastard 72 to <laughs> fucking four. And he asked for it. Yeah. And he actually like four runs. He's just going to hit the thump. Like he does every time. Eventually, he's one's gonna well, hit. No, I wrote it down, and I'm on Amazon like in like three minutes. Because now I'm gonna bet. And those tip just stopped. Doing I just want to throw it in the strike zone, and you'd probably swing at every pitch. No, no, actually, I, I'm good with the, the. It's it's the selection is not a problem. It's the uh, the content. everything. I apparently, swing at everything that's above the zone and up and to the left. <laughs> so. sure. Well. For Alex Healy, make sure you're going to find Standing Room Only Podcast and Alex Healy at the Healy 6. For Fitz, Aldo, I'm Zoe. Thank you, everybody. We will see you hopefully next week, and the lockout will be over because I'm going to be optimistic. All right, take care, everybody. Be good to each other. Rebuild of the favorites. We here for the latest. South side or the north side. Not tuned to the greatest. Home team for the home teams. Both sides got our own rings. On the mound or the long ball. But we don't put the wrong strings. Yeah. It's that time of the year now. Wrigley or Gantee, so the whole league that we hear now. New show with a new mood. Discussions and interviews. Trade rumors that might be. This is Pinwheels and Knife. Yeah. This is what you waiting for, yeah. You can put it on the boy, yeah. Every season, nigga, it all change. Take me out to the bar game. This is what you waiting for, yeah. You can put it on the boy. Season make it all change. Take me out to the bargain. This is what you're waiting for, yeah. You can put it on a board, yeah. Every season make it all change. Take me out to the bargain.